to Double Feature. This is Angela. And this is Cheryl. Um, so Cheryl, what are we doing this week for Double Feature? This one's a little different, as yes. we said. So um, our theme for this month is uh, animation. So we are going to be watching How to Train Your Dragon 1 and 2, and that's what we're discussing this week. Um, and then next week we're going to watch How to Train how to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is the third movie in the series. Um, and we're also watching the Lego movie and uh, the Lego movie 2. Um, in the following weeks. Yes, in the following weeks, uh, which is kind of different from our usual watch a new movie, watch an old movie format. Um, but yeah, we really like these movies, so we wanted to do that. It's our month. podcast, not yours. <laughs> So here it is. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so How to Train Your Dragon. Um, what are your, some of your general thoughts on the first one? Okay, so I have seen these movies a couple times. Same. Um, yes. <laughs> At this point. Yeah. Probably like three or four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, like, I watched them both over the weekend, um, but they were definitely both rewatches for me. Mm-hmm. Um the first one I actually watched in eighth grade for the first time, uh, so I have like very good memories attached to that. Um, but I mean, I think that it has also aged super well. Um, it is just as good now as it was when I watched it uh, when I was like thirteen. Um, I think. I mean, I have no. I, I don't think I have a single criticism of this movie. <laughs> um, I think it's just the perfect film. Mm. Um, yeah, and the second one, I think, is, like, even better. It's so... They're both just so good. Um, what do you think? Um, I'm in the same boat. Like, I watched the first one a long, long time ago, probably around middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also, like, originally read the uh, books, oh, and they are okay. very, very, very different from the books, mm-hmm. but I think they made it way better. So I really actually... It's one of those things where, like, the movie ad- adaptation is actually much better than the... Um, the original books so I really appreciate that yeah I think like the movies themselves are so well put together they're so like good I think out of all the DreamWorks films these two might be like two of my favorites of all time um yeah uh, How to Train Your Dragon 1 is like a very neat little story and I really just like how the plot is so simple like it's very like contained and just such a wholesome cute little story and I really like how in How to Train Your Dragon 2 it's similar but it's um it's like they they improved upon everything they made the world bigger more expansive um just more more of a fun world and I just I just really love these movies I just they're great and you mentioned DreamWorks right <laughs> so <laughs> I mentioned DreamWorks um because I think even though DreamWorks is also known for Shrek, which I love personally, <laughs> I, I binged all of these movies, all of the Shrek movies, by the way, um, over one weekend once. It's fine. It's, it was wonderful. <laughs> but I think in terms of actual quality, even though I love Shrek, How to Turn Your Dragon, I think is some of the best um, films that they've ever put out. Um, I'm going to pull up a list of the other films that they've made, <laughs> and let's compare How to Train Your Dragon with, for instance, the other movies they've made. The Boss Baby, apparently. They made Penguins of Madagascar. They made um, 
Megamind, which is not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. They made the B movie. Oh, so. <laughs> yikes! <laughs> Flushed away, which I still remember. I okay. Anyways, and they made some really good ones, like a long, long time ago, like The Prince of Egypt oh. and like The Road to El Dorado. But I feel yeah. like there's this chunk in the middle where they just like kind of didn't know what they were doing. There was a lot of Shreks, a lot of B movies, a lot of like Madagascar type things. So I'm glad that even amongst like all their their film slate like they have some really good ones out there and i i would i would say that how to train dragon one and two are two of the best ones so i'm glad it's a hit yeah Yeah. i totally agree i'm really glad uh that they both have done really well um and i heard that how to train your dragon the hidden world is um making a lot of money overseas already which is really exciting Exciting. i'm so excited to see it yeah i hope it's i mean I think I've heard some good things about it already, so I'm really excited just to see it, to see if, like, they really, really hit it on the mark, because um, you've mentioned this, but it's really hard to find, like, a good trilogy, mm-hmm. so if if they finish it off, like, really well, I'll be so happy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but moving on to some of the more, um, or to some of the smaller details, uh, what did you think about the plot, the characters, um... Yeah, some of the the story elements in How to Train Your Dragon 1. Yeah, I think I... I mean, I really love How to Train Your Dragon, um, the first one's plot. I think the story is very just, like... It's so, like, cohesive. Like, it's surround... It basically only surrounds two different characters. There's Toothless and Hiccup. And I think, like, the whole story just revolves around their friendship and, like, getting to know each other and, like, trusting each other. And I think it's just just a very like wholesome plot overall um I like how there's definitely like progression within a movie because there's some movies where it feels like everything happens over like the span of like a day or a weekend or something and things don't either progress too quickly or too slowly but I think in this um in this movie the plot is definitely very very structured and I appreciate that yeah um I also think that the plot is amazing um so, I mean, it is very focused on Hiccup and uh, Toothless, but I think all of the secondary characters also play a really interesting role. Mm. Um, so Stoic, who is Hiccup's father, yeah. is I think he's just such a great character. Um, I love uh, Astrid and Hiccup's romance. There's this one scene where they're, like, flying through the, through the clouds oh, together. Yeah. Oh, that scene is so beautiful. It's, it's such a good scene. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, keeping it very contained um, was a really smart choice. Um, but I also really like that um, that by the end of the movie, Hiccup and Toothless actually like make some change to their world yeah um and that's a really exciting concept that a lot I think that a lot of um or at least like Disney renaissance movies don't really deal with Mm -hmm. um so like for example at the end of Lion King you know Simba like learns his lesson but at the end of the movie you're kind of in the same place that you were at the beginning Mm. um so the world doesn't really change but in this um, the world definitely does, and, and like, Hiccup's actions have an impact on the people around him, yeah. uh, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that, and this thought just, like, came to me, but I think a lot of um, Disney movies are actually about, like, rectifying order, where it's, like, mm. drawing, like, changing chaos back into order. Like, I'm thinking about, like, Moana is very much like, oh, we have to return the heart of Tefiti, mm-hmm. and then um, things like... Uh, trying to think like Beauty and the Beast he's like going back to the 
his original human state. The Little Mermaid is, like, weird because it's, like, it is kind of rectifying order. Like, this is where she felt like she was originally, like, intended to be. But I think, yeah, this movie, definitely, it feels like the the um, choices made throughout the film and also the ending actually has, like, a lasting impact, which we see in the second movie. And I think that's something that's one of the... Um, like the positives of having sequels like more expansive more like world building and I think a lot of films kind of especially animated films they kind of forget that like sequels actually have a purpose like it's not just to make more money and I think How to Turn Your Dragon actually does that really well yeah I totally agree um so what did you think uh specifically of some of the characters um so what did you think of Hiccup as our wonderful protagonist (laughs) i love him he's so cute yeah um yeah no he's he's such a great protagonist because he's kind of like i don't know i there's something just very endearing about him Mm -hmm. he's just he's a little bit like nerdy like he kind of doesn't fit in with the other like little vikings um (laughs) and i think it's nice because he he is our protagonist and there's um like we see the world through him and I I, I really like that I think he's a great protagonist um he's endearing he's lovable very tiny yes yeah I I really really like that he um isn't like he's definitely like nerdy and awkward but he's not like a bumbling idiot either exactly (laughs) he's He's very competent actually yeah yeah he's he's, smart yeah he's super competent um like and he's also really good at engineering yeah which is like he's 15 apparently but he made this whole like contraption Yeah, yeah yeah um so yeah I mean he's a really really smart kid um and yeah and I think like he really comes into his own at the end um and I think he's also, like, very aware... Well, I think, you know, at the beginning, he's he's not, like, very aware of who he, who he is. But by the end, he really, like, goes on this personal journey of self-discovery and realizes that, you know, he, like, doesn't have to be like everyone else in order to, you know, have a good life. And, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's... I think that's, like, obviously a super um, old lesson and mm-hmm. has been explored in every single animated movie ever but um and still continues to be explored but um, But it works yeah no it definitely does work um i also think another one of hiccup's really good traits is that he's very like compassionate Mm -hmm. although i don't know this is my one main gripe with the movie Mm -hmm. i do think he's very compassionate but he did hurt toothless who is like probably my favorite animated animal i guess (laughs) Is he an animal? Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Of, like, all time. But, oh my gosh, yeah. He hurts him, but then he, like, saves him, and I think that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. No, and I think it's interesting that um, Hiccup actually loses a leg at the end. the same one. Yeah. On the same side of... Oh! It's so... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, I I, I think that, like, that is just a really good... um, A good plot point in the movie just because it shows that like there are consequences for these actions and right. and you know like usually at the end of a children's animated movie like everyone just kind of yeah. ends up happy yeah, and like happy injury and free yeah. um <laughs> no consequences but, whatsoever yeah but. yeah but it is nice to see like hiccup like at the beginning you know believes something that's incorrect like he wants to be like all of the other vikings and he wants mm-hmm. to kill dragons and things like that right. um and so like 
Actually, I don't know where I was going with that. Let's let's continue. <laughs> okay. Um, what are your thoughts about Toothless? Oh, I love Toothless. I love... Oh, he's so cute. So cute. Um, I really just love... Like, I think the animation um, on Toothless is incredible. Um, but I think that he's just such a unique character. Like, he's not just kind mm. of like, oh, like, he's a cat, but, like, bigger <laughs> and with wings scales. or something yes the scales and wings <laughs> yeah he, you know he's like a combination of like many different animals i feel like mm-hmm. like he sometimes you think he's a dog sometimes you think he's a cat i sometimes think he's a bird and not just because he can fly yes like yeah <laughs> yeah no he i think that his personality is very unique and mm. not like kind of just a stereotypical like animal mm. personality right um yeah, and I think that obviously the relationship between Hiccup and Toothless is so beautiful, mm. um, and it's really the crux of this movie. But I think that um, it's illustrated so well in this one scene where um, Hiccup finds him in like like that big kind of hole area with the lake. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he like puts his hand out and like yeah. doesn't look, and then like Toothless hesitates a little bit, and then mm-hmm. like like puts his head on his hand and it's just like so sweet Mm. um yeah so I I love Toothless so much yeah Yeah. I would I would have to say the same I mean he is probably my favorite animal character of all time all animated films um and he's just this wonderful little thing like he has personality he has quirks and it doesn't feel like he's very one note which I think is sometimes what happens um in a lot of films like the animal characters get like relegated to like a sidekick kind of thing or Mm. sometimes even worse once again i'm thinking about moana and how like one of her sidekicks was this chicken that just bopped its head (laughs) and like hit the wood (laughs) it's so weird but yeah i i think this is um even though toothless like is one of those non-speaking animal characters like he has a lot of personality um he's very fun he's sassy he's like he is sarcastic and i just love that yeah Toothless is great <laughs> yeah. yeah um what are your thoughts about some of the other viking characters ah uh, okay so as i mentioned earlier stoic is like my favorite oh. i love him so much yeah uh so the stoic is hiccup's dad um and he has very at the beginning of the movie he has very kind of I don't know, closed-minded views about dragons. He kind of just thinks that they're all terrible and mm. they all just want to kill up, you know, kill everyone and steal their food. Um and then he, you know, I mean, he like has a good reason to believe that because mm-hmm. like dragons do attack the village like pretty regularly. Right. Um but then he, you know, like he meets Toothless and Toothless um saves his life and mm-hmm. uh and you know, like, he, he learns and grows and, and isn't stuck in his ways. Um, and I also think that the relationship between Stoic and Hiccup mm. is very real and very um, complex, as opposed to a lot of other parent-child relationships within animated right. movies. Um, right. In a lot of cases, the parent is either dead or evil, and um, <laughs> and that's not the right. case. That's yeah. not the case here. Um, like, Stoic is actually a person who develops and, like, has his own arc as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think about Stoic? Um, yeah, I, I also just really love him as a character. I think he's mm-hmm. He's just wonderful. Like you said, he's very, once again, very, like, developed. Like, you 
a lot of times I think um, like parent characters are also relegated to this like very ooh evil position and I don't know if it's because we're older now and we can like understand what the parents are coming from oh my god we're aging (laughs) but um sometimes it feels like the parents are just there to be like the the evil character to be like the antagonist that gets in the way of our little beloved protagonist but I think yeah he has reasons to like think the way he does like you see later in the second movie um that hiccup's mother is like taken away by a dragon and that kind of is like what begins like all of his like that's the origin of all of his hatred towards dragons and that's why that's the driving force Mm -hmm. and i think yeah there's a reason that he's the way he is and i think this movie once again does it really well yeah 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 um, another one of my favorite Vikings was Astrid. I love her to death. <laughs> she, yeah, I just love everyone in this movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, I thought Astrid was very um, just ambitious and driven mm. and like smart and good at everything, which yeah. was like, I mean, obviously like not super complicated, but it is nice to see like a female character be like really ambitious mm. and not hated on for that like the movie doesn't portray her negatively for being ambitious like definitely portrays her ambition in a positive way Mm -hmm. um which i think is really awesome right there was actually one point i really love astrid too for the record but (laughs) there was one point where i thought um part of the plot maybe leading up to like the second movie was that she was going to be the eventual leader Mm. and not hiccup and i thought that would have been really interesting like or they would have been like co-leaders or something of the Mm. of burke um, but yeah, I think she's really great. She's just very ambitious, very competent, and I think there's, I don't know, I think we've, as a society, we've, like, progressed to a state where, like, the smart, competent person is seen as, like, valued, yeah. whereas this, like, nerdy person to be like, ooh, you're so weird, like, why are you so, like, passionate, why are you so ambitious? And I think we're at a great place in society in terms of that, so. Yeah. I'm happy. I agree. Oh, also, one other thing, um... I know I mentioned the romantic flight part, <laughs> uh, which, okay. is, which is what the song is called yes, on the soundtrack, yes. um, which is another great thing. But um, yeah, so that was just, oh, it was so beautiful. Like, I just, I can't, like, I just cannot praise that scene enough. Yes. It's so, like, the soundtrack for that song is just, I mean, the soundtrack for that scene is perfect. Um the animation is perfect it's just so sweet and so wholesome and you can totally understand like why Astrid changes her mind because Mm -hmm. she's very much like you know at first she's very much like oh dragons are evil and then she like has this experience with Hiccup and Toothless and then she kind of understands that like dragons aren't evil and that you know we can be their friends um and you definitely understand why she changes her mind just because like just watching the scene (laughs) is so great yeah imagine actually being up there yes yeah yeah Yeah. no I think the CGI is something definitely to be praised in this movie um it's just wonderful like every like I have so much to say about this movie so I'll just condense it into like two different things I think just the overall like craft in terms of like the actual technical detail that they went into I mean this movie was made in like 2010 or something like that Mm -hmm. and it definitely holds up I feel like the animations since then has definitely improved but you it was very very revolutionary for its time I think Um, and on the other hand I think this movie does something really well in using CGI and just like the cinematography to tell the story Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of times CGI is kind of just thrown away 
thrown around to look impressive or something like that. But in this movie in particular, I kind of feel that the artistry was used correctly to tell the story in the most effective way as possible. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I think also, I mean, like, I really don't know anything about animation, but, like, just seeing some of the scenes, especially, like, when they're flying, um, like, through these mountains and, like, the like they're on an island so they're surrounded by water and like the water just looks so real (laughs) back to talking about cgi water (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) throw back to aquaman yeah um yeah no the water is like so stunning um the the characters are so well animated um the mountains are so well animated um and i think that like even um i remember in uh, one of the scenes where they're first learning to fly together um the the camera perspective kind of changes a little bit like as if there's actually a camera person up there and the wind is like kind of blowing them um which i i just love that like i love that like attention to detail Mm. um it's just so great yeah the animation is amazing in this movie that's great yeah um oh so you mentioned soundtrack a little bit earlier um what are your thoughts about that oh okay so I listen to this soundtrack all the time like it is it's one of my favorite albums ever (laughs) it's just so great um like I don't I I think that like it captures perfectly the essence of the movie and every scene um has like such a great accompanying music track um and yeah so I think um like when they're flying like when they first start flying it's just like there's this moment where like the music just like hits like its peak and it's just so great um it's amazing (laughs) um and also I think like again going back to the 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 flight with um Astrid and Hiccup like that music is also just like perfect for that scene mm-hmm. um so I think it like not just that the music is great because it is but it just works so well with the movie yeah. and just like with the animation I think it is really great for um like telling a story um and not just being like good on its own yeah yeah I certainly agree um all right then let's move on to the second movie how to Train Your Dragon 2. Yes. All right. Um, general thoughts, first of all. Okay. Well, this movie, I think it definitely upped the ante in every single way. Like, yes. the plot is more intense. Mm-hmm. Like, the relationships are more intense. More, like, mature. Yes. The, yeah. Yeah, the relationships are more mature. Um I think the animation is even better. I don't even mm-hmm. know how that's possible, yeah. <laughs> but it's even better. Um, the soundtrack, again, just worked so well um, with every single scene in this movie. Um, yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Same. Yeah, I think this movie is just, like, if I did have to choose, I would say the second one is definitely my favorite mm-hmm. out of the two. Um, yeah, I think it just, it really just expands the world. It makes everything just all the more like significant important and you and I really like how you do see the repercussions of what happens in the first movie like you see now the dragons are like kind of part of the island you see um hiccup and like the whole crew just like 
grown up. And yeah, I, I really like that. I think it's one of the great things about sequels is that you can see people like growing up, especially if you've like established a connection to these characters. I think it's wonderful to see um, what their character is like and how they've grown since since then. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, one little detail that I really appreciated was that um, like Hiccup's outfit gets a lot like oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he kind of gets an upgrade. Oh my gosh. Like, Wait, okay, sidetrack? Side yeah. Total tangent. I remember the first time I saw the trailer for this movie. Yeah. And it was like, I don't I don't know if you remember the trailer, but there was one part where like he's in, he's like flying with Toothless and he's wearing this like full on face mask. Yeah, thing, yeah. And he like rips it off. Mm-hmm. And like, I swear, every single person in the audience is like, <gasps> like the biggest gasp ever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> calm down. And the girl was like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. And I'm just like, he's an animation character. Honestly, I agree with that. (laughs) He is so much hotter than he was in the first one. Okay, yeah, in the first one, it looks like he hasn't gone through puberty yet. Yeah. He's 15, but I feel like in this one, he's grown so much since, like, that age. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of feels like he should have been 10 in the first movie and 15 in the second movie. I actually think that's where they, like, kind of maybe compromised um between the books because I do remember on in the books he's a little bit younger mm-hmm. I want to say maybe like 10 or 12 but in yeah in the movie he's 15 in the first one so yeah he's yeah. all grown up yeah. everybody loves him yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so the plot uh we mentioned earlier is like way more detailed way more mature mm-hmm. um what did you think about that um I think it's I think it's, um, okay, we'll probably have to cut some of this. Um, (laughs) In terms of the plot, I think it's really well put together. Um, I kind of liked how they didn't go the really traditional route where it's like you find out your family is going to be the evil villain or kind of thing. And I really like how they didn't kind of take like a very cliche thing. And I think the plot itself is just very, once again, very focused um, in... Yeah, I, I just really like it. I think it's very expansive. Um, oh, God, I'm rambling. Fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Cut well, all of that. Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, Cheryl, what did you think about the plot? Well, I, I also really loved it. I really liked that um, Hiccup's personal development is very closely tied to the overall plot of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of starts out uh, like not really knowing who he is. Um, it's a very, like, 20s kind of, um, problem, I feel like, you know? <laughs> okay. Like, like, Personal um, identity. Yes, kind of... like, what do I do with my life? Oh, like, what am yeah. I supposed to, like, how do I take responsibility for myself and for, mm. like, people that I love? Um, but also, like, remain true to myself. Right. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. In, in terms of yeah, okay, I remember what I was gonna say. Um, yeah, one of the great things that I love about this plot is that it kind of tackles like really like common problems among our our like people, our human race, <laughs> and pl- and puts it in like such a like digestible like easy to consume world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the whole thing where it's like, should I follow my father's will or should I um, just try to be myself is something that we all like, you know like feel Mm -hmm. to some extent and I think it's really great that they've managed to like encapsulate such a common feeling in such a like interesting other world yeah yeah yeah. 
Um, I, I really like that he was kind of deciding between these two paths, like his dad's way of kind of just like staying in our village and like not really like exploring anything else, um, kind of just like staying the way we are, which I think is a characteristic that he carries over from the first movie, right. um, interestingly enough. But his mother is kind of similar like she's it's just that she like wants to stay in her dragon world and like not Mm. explore anything else and not um kind of engage with anyone else um and hiccup kind of takes a little bit of both of those Mm. um and combines it to like make a happy medium yes yes um which i loved um but Um. Oh, okay, so in terms of the other uh, Viking characters, uh, what did you think about them? They're all grown up, so... Yes, yes, I think the animation, as we mentioned before, um, is really great on on all of these characters. Like, I think it's really nice that they've all aged um, and and kind of come into themselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I really like Stoic and Astrid again. I do think that Astrid is, like, way less used in this movie than yeah, she was in the first one. I think she's definitely more relegated to, like, a romantic interest in this yeah. one. Um, yeah, it, it feels like there's, there's definitely, it's more about um, Hiccup in this one, right. I feel like, yeah. Um, Hiccup and Hiccup's parents. Uh, right. So they, like, I think they are kind of the main romantic tension. Right. Like, you don't really know if, like, at first you don't know if Stoic is going to forgive her for leaving mm-hmm. um, or if Falca is going to want to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, and Hiccup and Astrid are very much, like, okay, we're a couple and, like, we're going to get married and yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fine. That's fine. Um, we don't need that, like, will they, won't they. Yeah. I'd, I'd prefer if they're like, yep, we're getting married. It's yes. fine. <laughs> yeah, so. same. Um, but I, okay, so I really have mixed feelings about Valka. I mean, a part of me loves her. Like, I think that she's really cool. Um, and I think that it's really unique to have um, a woman who is very unapologetically herself mm. um in uh animated i mean it's you know becoming more common in animated movies but um still i think a bit rare yeah. or a bit more rare than it should be mm-hmm. um so yeah i i think that that part of her is amazing mm-hmm. but i'm also like you left your family for 20 years yeah. <laughs> that's my actual main issue though so i'm glad yeah. we agree on this yes <laughs> i think yeah she's a great character overall um yeah. i do like how she is like very just i don't know i feel like we might be talking a bit more seriously now but um i feel like oftentimes when like men are kind of like off doing their own thing mm-hmm. it's like seen as like honorable or yeah. like they're providing for their family kind of thing like even if they're like distant but i think for women maybe because like she is the mom of the family it is kind of um strange or like not something that we see all the time um but I I do have like an issue with that I think that like she should have just told them like yeah. I, she was alive I'm just living with the dragons like goodbye yeah. like <laughs> I'm pretty sure stoic like thought she was dead right for like yeah. the longest time they all thought that she was dead because she got like basically whisked off by a dragon and they just never heard from her again yeah so I think that's that's really awful yeah um, yeah no I mean she pretty much just like abandoned her family yeah. To go live with dragons. Yeah. Which, like, 
I don't know. Part of it is admirable because, like, that is who she is. Like, she wants to live with the dragons and, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, you can't really deny her that. But at the same time, it's like you do have responsibilities that mm-hmm. are not, you know, just you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you have other people in your life. Right. Uh, which is, like, really the main point of tension in in this movie for Hiccup. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, I'm glad that we kind of see the negatives of both extremes. Mm, yeah, for um, sure, for sure. Yeah. But it did really surprise me that Stoic uh, forgave her so quickly. I think, yeah. For me, I'm just like, oh, that's actually really sweet. But also, yeah. like, man, if I was in that situation, like, yeah. oh my gosh. But, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I mean, it happened over the course of a very wonderful song, which is actually one of That's my favorite true. songs of this entire album. But so good. Album, soundtrack. <laughs> Might yes. as well be an album. No, yeah. that was such a great moment. Um, but, yeah, he did forgive her, like, rather quickly. Yeah. And um, I think he, he was probably overwhelmed by the fact that, like, she was alive. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't blame him that much. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also at that point, like, you thought your wife was dead, and turns out she's alive, so, like, it's been pretty great. You. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's, maybe that's not so great. Yeah. But at least to, like, know that a person that you love is, is not dead yeah. is, like, a really nice feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so, another new character um, mm. was Drago Bloodvist. Bloodvist. Yes. yes. What did you think of him? Um, so, to be honest, like, I watched this movie, I feel like I didn't really come away with all that much. I think even though he is such a, like, he's he's very intimidating as a villain, um, yet at the same time, I feel like there's not that much to him. Mm-hmm. He is just very, like, I'm evil, and you're just kind of like, alright, yeah, you're evil. So, that's, I don't really have that much to say about him. I think yeah. he's just... He he's like a very standard villain. Um, mm-hmm. He does his job in the role of in the context of this film, and I mean he's not particularly memorable, but he's not awful. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that he. I mean, I would agree. I I do think that he is a pretty standard villain. I did think that um, him losing his arm mm. was a good touch, just because it like show well i mean because hiccup also lost a leg or lost a limb as a result of um yes as a result of a dragon (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean i think it's interesting to show like two very different reactions to that like hiccup responds with love and trust Mm -hmm. um and Drago responds with, like, I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that those are both pretty legitimate responses. Um, so that I think that was interesting. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, he is kind of, like, he's just, like, a guy who's there. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so another new character was Eret, son of Eret, who was um, the the guy who Kit Harrington plays? I'm trying to think. Which one is that again? The, <laughs> the guy. The, the one with wait. black hair who has, like, a tattoo on his chin. Oh, wait, let me... Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kit Harrington plays? Yes. Okay, all right. Yes. Mm. What are your thoughts about him? Um, I honestly don't remember that much. I do. <laughs> Okay, well, I felt like we should mention him just mm. because he's, like, a new person. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I I really felt like he was 
pointless. Like, what are you doing here? Um, We didn't need you. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, I thought the whole, um, what what was her name? Rough Nut or Tough Nut? One of the twins falls in love with him. Whichever one. Yeah. Yeah. The girl one. Yes. Falls oh, yeah, in... that's right. There's a girl in it. Okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah. She she falls in love with him. Um, and I thought that was, like, a really funny, like, comedic element to the mm-hmm. movie. Um, because, like, the rest of this movie is so heavy. It is. Um, Especially for a kid's movie, yeah. too. Like, there is not a lot of, like, any yes. kind of comedy. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it is nice to have that comedic element, but I also think that, like it wasn't really necessary to have Eret in here mm. to do that mm-hmm. um, because he does kind of have an arc of like, oh, I'm just going to like live for myself and like do this for money mm-hmm. um, or like so that I don't die. Um, and then he like develops into like wanting to care about other people and like being part of a community and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, I mean, we already have that happening on Hiccup's level right. and like Valka's level. Um, so, like, do we need this other person to do that, too? Just to, like, hammer it home, I guess. Maybe they're like, oh, gosh, all these little kids won't understand this deeper thing. <laughs> so we need this other Eret, son of Eret character. <laughs> Which, by the way, this name. I mean, the other names in this thing are kind of dumb already. Like, Hiccup, I'm sorry. Yeah. But, like... I mean, I think they're great names. Like, I think they're they, great. They fit well in the yes. world. Yes, yeah. that's one way to put it. Yeah. yeah, definitely wouldn't want to name my son Eric, though. <laughs> right. Um, oh, but we never talked about Stoic dying. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That was the hardest moment yeah. of this entire two movies. Yes. Um, I thought, I cried, like, when yeah. you see, like, Hiccup emerging and he, like, loses the leg mm-hmm. in the first movie. But, like, yeah. this one, oh, my gosh. I was yeah. like, why? They they were finally reconnected. Yeah. And you had to, like, well, I guess it's, like, the ultimate sacrifice kind yeah. of thing. But, like... Oh my god, oh. I sobbed. I wa- I finished watching it this morning and I was oh, just really? like crying. Yeah. Oh. Um it was so sad. I a lot of it reminds me of uh, Mufasa's death. Right. Um especially when Oh yeah. Especially when Hiccup's like, Dad, wake up and I'm like, <gasps> no. oh, that's exactly what Simba says. Wait, that's literally it, right? Yeah. Like the son has to like take over the Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's so I mean it's like so common for the you know, the father to die and mm. then the son to like come into his responsibility. Like it's a very mm. common trope. Um in animation and like in live Film. action movie. Yeah. yeah, just like in film in general. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was just handled so well because Stoic is just such a great character. He's a wonderful character. Yeah, and, and Hiccup is so wonderful. Um, and you really just, like, feel Hiccup's pain mm-hmm. because it's Toothless who does this, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just really, really sad for everyone. Yeah. Once again, yeah. I think that also is the one thing that kind of distinguishes this movie from a lot of other DreamWorks movies and just other movies in general, like other animated, like, kids' movies, because... Like, which other movie, aside from, like, Lion King, is, like, ballsy enough to actually kill off one of the most beloved characters Mm -hmm. and someone so close to the protagonist? Um, Yeah. Yeah, like, you really see the actual real-life repercussions um, that kind of pan out in the movie, and I think that's one of the really 
great things about this film that you don't really see in other other kinds of films yeah 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 i really love um the scene where uh his body is um sailing away yes, on a the ship viking yeah um, funeral viking funeral yeah and then they set it on fire yeah. um, that scene yeah. also is one of the most beautiful scenes like the the cgi like yeah. the, the way it's set up paired with like the music how it mm-hmm. just like and the hundreds of arrows kind of just like yes. yeah it's <laughs> such a wonderful scene yeah yeah it's so so beautiful um yeah so speaking of cgi what did you think of it in this movie yeah um so like you said they somehow improved upon it i don't know how that's possible because the first one is already so amazing mm-hmm. but they really managed to like outdo themselves i think this might be one of the most beautiful like films I've ever seen of all time and it's really sad that like people kind of put animated films into a different category like they don't compare this to like regular live action films but I think this is one one of the most beautiful movies ever um yeah so I think the CGI once again um does a great job in kind of establishing the world and kind of creating like drawing a emotion from us whereas a lot of times CGI is just used like for the hell of it yeah yeah um so something that (laughs) stood out to me again um was the water the water was incredible (laughs) looked even more real this time somehow somehow i don't know i don't i don't understand like i could just touch it (laughs) yes (laughs) um but uh a scene that particularly stood out to me was um was hiccup and uh valka when they're flying together oh, yeah um and then like all the fish are like raining yes. down from the sky the part where they're in the ice kind of yeah thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah so like really all of the scenes with like hiccup and valka together mm-hmm. um are just, they're just animated so beautifully um the dragon world looks oh my god it looks Beautiful. so good um yeah just like everything everything with um with all of them is just incredible um, and I, oh, I also love the scene where they first meet, where um, Hiccup is, like, surrounded by all these dragons, and he's, like, doing all these tricks to, like, yeah. calm them down. Like, that looked really beautiful as well. Um, yeah, so I think, like, the fact that you can remember particular scenes in mm. which you were, like, oh my god, that that's, was... yeah, that was beautiful, um, is really a testament to whoever worked on the animation for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it's. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Once again, how did you, what did you think about the soundtrack? Uh, So the soundtrack for this, I think, was just incredible. I thought um, the, all the songs that were kind of associated with Valka Mm -hmm. um, were really, really great. Um, They, yeah, I think they just um, hit it out of the park. It was just incredible. Um, I do think that I, I like the soundtrack of the first one a little bit more, mm. um, just because of, um, like the, like the first time you hear the, um, the, the music for when Hiccup and, uh, Toothless are flying together, mm-hmm. um, is just like, oh, it's so great. Um, and I don't think anything can really compare to that in terms of soundtracks for animated movies, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I still think that the second one's soundtrack is really great. I think it's wonderful. Um, I do think, yeah, the first one definitely I think is better just because it is the first rendition. And I think the second one 
the second one's soundtrack is just definitely like kind of a like an addendum to the first one it feels very cohesive though right which i think if you take it as a whole package and hopefully we can by the end of the trilogy um yes it'll be we'll just have this wonderful put together package of just how to turn your dragon yes oh yeah Yeah. okay so um to finish up which Mm -hmm. one did you like better um i mean i said this earlier but i do think the second one is better in all regards um i think the first one had a harder time kind of basically putting this um book thing into a film adaptation that's uh, you know, that's well put together. They changed a lot of things. They basically created this whole world. And I think they really had a hard time trying to do all of that. Um, but I think overall, I would have to say the second one is just better. They just, the animation is better. The characters are more developed. They're, they're given more time to develop. The plot is more intense and there, the stakes are definitely higher. And I think it had all these other challenges to overcome, yet it perfectly executed just about every other aspect of it so yeah um I think for me I really like both of them for very different reasons Mm -hmm. I think the first one is just such a good tight story um Mm -hmm. very self-contained very simple um but I think that the second one is is like you said super expansive in every way um but I think the first one is the is my favorite of the two um I like the second one maybe like a smidge less than the first one um just because I really appreciate uh like the tightness of the storyline in the first one um and I think like I don't I also have a lot of like sentimental attachment to the first one um because I watched it like in middle school (laughs) and like it was yeah Yeah. um experience yeah yeah yeah, it really was um yeah so I think the first one is probably my favorite um, but are you excited for the third one? Uh, for sure. Now that we've um, seen the first two, I I am really excited for the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that the trailers didn't exactly do the best job of mm-hmm. convincing me to like it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the trailers kind of told you like most of the story from what I remember. Okay. It felt like they were revealing a bit too much, but... Um, now that I've heard some good things coming out of it, I'm really excited to see it and yeah. see for myself whether or not I like it or not. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, I am super excited. I'm really excited to see um, Toothless's <laughs> romantic interest. The, the bright yeah. slash light fury. The light fury. Yeah. It's, oh. oh my god, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, also, Hiccup has a beard. Oh right! And I'm oh like, gosh! Wait, but but I how old the, is he in the trailer? Like it, like at some points he has a beard and at some points he doesn't. He shaves. So yeah, <laughs> so I'm just like, what? Like, are you gonna have a beard or are you not gonna have a beard? Like, yeah, I need to like mind. these. These are the questions that <laughs> keep me up at night. I'm just curious: Are they married now? Like, are Astrid and what's what's um, hiccup? Hiccup. Yeah. <laughs> What's his the name? main character yes the protagonist <laughs> are they married now like is is this like like how much later is this story yeah 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 i i mean since the last or since the second one was two years after the first one i would assume it's another two years the but... last one i think is actually five years after oh sorry sorry five yeah. years yeah, yeah five yeah. years um not two years yeah so i think i mean i would assume that the the third one is five years after the second one okay but also, it kind of looks like he's a little bit older than 25. Like, yeah. it looks like he is definitely <laughs> pushing 30, yeah. at least. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I'm actually excited to see how they incorporate some of the newer things into this movie, especially um, Valka. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wonder what kind of role she'll be playing um, now that Stokes is gone and now that I assume Hiccup is, like, the, um, the, the leader of the clan kind of thing. Yeah, um, I do wonder, is Kate Blanchett still... Um, I think so. She's still attached. Yeah, she's still... Okay. I thought so. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, well, then, I'm excited to, to see her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, also, another random thing that we didn't really talk about. The voice acting in this series yes. is really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think they they managed to, like, capture all of this. It's kind yeah. of weird, though, because, like, I'm pretty sure all the Vikings have, like, accents. Yeah. And Hiccup, <laughs> but Hiccup does, does not. <laughs> and I think the little, like, all the ones his yeah. age don't have yeah. accents. I don't know what happened. Something yeah. happened between those years. Yeah. <laughs> it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. But overall yeah really great yeah i agree i agree okay well i think that's it for this week join Mm -hmm. us next week as we talk about how to train your dragon the hidden world which is the conclusion to the how to train your dragon trilogy we hope please Please, yeah yeah, we hope (laughs) we'll see you next week